It's alright here. It's alright here. I'm chatting tonight. Why, hello everyone, and welcome back to Chatting Tonight. We have a very special guest joining us tonight in the clubhouse. My first living guest, the Jack Tripper to my Chrissy Snow, the Donny Hathaway to my Roberta Flack, Mr. Rib Roman. <laughs> Rib, welcome to the clubhouse. And is there anything you would like our distinguished audience to know about yourself? Naturally, just an like a very introspective, um, sensitive Sam, high, you know, highly intellectual, blah, 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 spiritual, et cetera, all that, uh, you know, art, you know, I'm basically a poet. I'm basically a genius poet with blonde hair, with amazing blonde hair. And I'm more amazing than um, my blonde hair. We'll fight over this. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. All we'll right. Say. We'll see. We'll see one day. And, um, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've had the, depre- as I've gotten older, I've, my depression just got so much better, which is not typical of a lot of people like around, you know, I'd say like from 45 to 55, I think is like prime suicide time, to be honest. Four, I know, I know four, another person. Four white men. And women. I think women too. I'm not sure about that because I think that a lot of women come into their own in like the 40 to like 60 age. I think, I mean, from what I understand, and I I did a search on this, when is the, I did a search on this a few months ago, like what are the prime suicide years for women? And I think it's like 40 to 50. And I know a woman years ago, she was my boss. She committed suicide. She was like 48. You're right about that. I think the, I think the prime suicide ages are like from, you know, from 40, like 40s to early 50s for both men and women. I'll have to look that up. But, and then like, and then the second, and then the second highest would be like teenagers. Yeah, because they're stupid. Yeah. Rip, how was your run today? And what's your neighborhood like? As far as my run, oh, I, I was watching, I passed, I was passing like the middle schoolers. Uh, middle school today as they were getting out they're all in hoodies it's firstly it's like 100 plus degrees here whatever all in hoodies jeans not i was like this does this school this prohibit shorts that can't be they cannot prohibit shorts in the san fernando valley and you know for school i saw what i saw two kids wearing shorts two boys of the hundreds of of the hundreds of students I saw, basically I live in Mexico, where most people, where you know, where, I, where most people speak English, but a lot of people don't speak English. They just don't speak any English at all. It's crazy. Yes, well, because there's no incentive to fucking assimilate when the driver's test is in eighty different fucking languages, and if you are of a certain age. The United States government will give you a fucking social security disability check because you don't know English. So where is the fucking incentive? Yeah. One of my, back when I was a liberal Democrat, I always thought one of the biggest mistakes America made was not making English the official language. I've always thought that, you know, a a nation, I think I'm getting this from maybe Mark Levin, one of those conservative, um, you know, 
blowhards. A nation is consists of is, is comprised of borders, culture, and language. And if one of those, if you have, if you're lacking in one of those areas, your nation is not going to, you know, congeal. It's not going to be united. Yes, so, as America turns towards Hungary for fucking inspiration, do you know, like <laughs> Hungary? Yes, yes. What do you mean? Well, what do you mean, like, very, prohi- like strict on their borders and their language and their, you know? Oh, yeah, and I think they're, I think, yeah, what's this? And their culture and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, just, I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I think the right wing uh, president has, uh, I think they outlawed like gender studies in universities. Well, what would be the point um, of that? I mean, by P.S. I've never looked into what fucking gender studies is because it sounds stupid as fuck. Oh, I say this because there are many different fields where you learn about that shit. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing about language, about not speaking English, is, you know, I lived in Brooklyn. You know, I'm from New York. I'm from the suburbs of New York. And I always... Uh, you know, on Long Island, and I always look to New York City as sort of this, you know, example of like how multiculturalism can work. But I think it's really, it's really an illusion. I mean, you can move to New York City as Chinese immigrants, live in Chinatown, and never speak a word of English in your entire life. I mean, all the signs, all the street signs in, China, in Chinatown are in Chinese. I lived in. Williamsburg. I lived on the edge of Greenpoint in Williamsburg, and Greenpoint, Brooklyn, is a very Polish neighborhood. And I remember there are some like old old timers there didn't speak a word of English, nothing, just Polish. Yeah, and, and isn't there wasn't there at least one time that a big Russian population where Brighton Beach? Yes, yes, Brighton Beach. Yes. So like. Basically, you know, I've really, you know, as I've moved away from the left, I've really sort of wisened, I've, I've wisened up to human nature and the ways of the world and, you know, some of my illusions, like, oh, we're just going to be a one big happy post-racial multicultural country, America, we're all going to get along. No. I mean, that's, it's clear now, like, that's that's a big no. I could not agree with you more. I was just telling my son today, and he thinks it's amazing, but I mean, I don't know what it is, but I was telling him today that I actually failed my multiculturalism class three times in two different universities. <laughs> what is that? A multiculturalism class? Yes, like when you when you major in psychology, you have to take class on multiculturalism, and I failed it because you're supposed to say the right things and write the right things, and I well, my first major in college was philosophy, so like that is a lot of arguing. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with the viewpoint, you take that viewpoint in and you whatever. But like you can't do that in certain classes. Like they did not appreciate my differing viewpoint, no matter how well thought out it was. So I feel <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, do you still have, do you have any of those notes or tests still? That'd be interesting. I'd love to see those. Oh, yeah, my computer. Well, I can still access. Yeah, I can still access shit from the university, from my last university. Sure. I sure. Mean, I, I'm dying to see what they teach in the university. Oh, um, it's now. super. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, there's been a 
total paradigm shift in the last, for our generation, where, you know, my grandparents, they were Croatian, so they were first generation. They grew up losing their Croatian language. You know, all these European immigrants, they were encouraged to lose their native language, which is a shame. You should, you know, teach, raise your kids to be bilingual. But like, you know, the bo- those boomers, I mean, pre-boomers, those... The silent generation. Uh, the silent generation, I guess. Uh, they didn't speak Italian in their homes. They didn't speak Croatian in their homes. They... Uh, they let those languages slide. Well, yeah, because my, my grandmother's parents came over here from Ukraine, and she doesn't speak, she didn't speak Ukrainian. I never, I never... No, I mean, it was, it was, they were encouraged to speak English and assimilate, which is good. I like this whole, the, the idea of the melting pot of, I mean, we grew up with that metaphor. Of course. Has totally been, has totally been discarded. And now assimilation has become a dirty word and instead of you know all of these dei diversity equity inclusion indoctrination program in corporations i was just thinking this just a little while ago while listening while 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 my blood pressure was going up listening to npr they don't they don't teach assimilation all of these dei indoctrination courses are about bowing down to minorities anything non-heterosexual white male it's all about their grievances it's never about minorities uh non-white immigrants non-white minorities assimilating adapting to our culture i mean our culture is so fractured now and uh you know, it's all about stoking these. It's all about us accommodating their grievances, resent anti-white, frankly, anti-white grievances, ethno-narcissism, paranoia, uh, resentment, insecurity. I was gonna say. It's for, yeah. What? Which word? Insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. It's really, it's really, it's really wild listening to NPR. You hear they just. It's just. It's just. Minority after minority after minority, and, and feminists getting on the you know radio and talking about how insecure they are about being a minority in our country. It's like the fuck. I, which, I which, if, if if I was, do you know the shit that I would fucking take advantage of? All the fucking benefits that you get. Like if I go to the small business administration and I want to get a fucking small business loan, I can basically suck it. Even though I'm a woman, I can like suck a dick. I'm not gonna get shit. Yeah. But if I was a minority, no. I'd have a fucking business right now if I wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many government programs. The for opportunities are crazy. Not- it's great. Um, it, it's just relentless. And you know who takes advantage of them? Asians, and to a lesser extent, Hispanics. I was going to say Hispanics and- because in, in Columbus, the amount of. Um, Hispanic businesses is crazy, and and I and okay. I mean that in a good way too. By the way, I mean as long as you're not like sending all your fucking money, like spend your money here is my only is my only caveat. Oh, you know I have no resentment towards any uh, minority non-white business owner. Oh I mean, no, I I've, I've, I you know I used to live in New York City. You talk to a lot of cab drivers from all around the world. I think about all of the conversations I've had with all of those non-white immigrants that I've had. I've welcomed them to the United States. Of course. Good luck. And then their kids... Like, fucking hate it here. Screw you. Get the fuck out. They just hate it. 
hate, they hate, they they have kids, and then their kids just hate America. They hate white people. They think they're oppressed. They complain about microaggressions. Like, I, I honestly, I was just thinking this earlier today. I feel like a fool. I feel like a goddamn fool for all of those conversations I had with all of those non-white taxi drivers welcoming them into the country, thinking like, oh, we're just going to be one happy family. And meanwhile, their kids hate me. Yeah, you know, you had like the silent generation and whatever. This is like the entitled generation, whatever it is. It's it's they're they're fucking god awful, insufferable. What are what is that noise? Oh, shuffling cards. It was like, are you are you snotty? Is it cards? It's a nervous habit. I do. I'm a very good card shuffler. uh, Well, on the phone, it kind of sounds boogery. So just okay. All right, so cut that out. It's like, are you sucking down snot? I can't tell. Everybody, I was on uh, Twitter Space one time uh, with a bunch of radical feminists who were talking about, about transgenderism, and I was one of the speakers. And I was like listening to one of them, and I was like, I thought I was quietly shuffling cards. And one of them says, "Someone is shuffling cards." I love that they were able to identify it. I don't know. My, I, I am on the shitty phone, so maybe it is like. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like something I do when I, you know, I shuffle cards. Well, remember how we were talking about interior decorating? I was talking about the Psycho Decorator book, but you couldn't open up the thing. I found another one. It's an old-ass book, The Personal Touch in Interior Decorating by Betty Pepsis. <laughs> it's really old. Yeah. 1964. It's, it's, it's really called Psycho Decorator? Well, the one is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my Bible. Oh, wow. That's, oh, wow. that's my Bible. That's, that's a radical, uh, a radical title. Yeah, isn't it good? It sounds like yeah. you're a crazy decorator, right? Like you're a psycho decorator, but no, you're like a psycho decorator where you analyze people psycho. by what they have in their house. Which I think I think everybody does at some extent, no? Like if I go into somebody's house and it's fucking beige, I don't know, uninspired target art ever everywhere. I'm not talking about a few pieces because whatever, but you know, or they have like fake ivy up. I'm 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 analyzing them. I'm I'm thinking. Oh, for sure. This for is sure. this is I, your personality, like. Base here design is a reflection of their brain. Exactly. I mean, it's absolutely a reflection of their brain. It, well, uh, just like the way just like the way people dress and groom themselves, it's a reflection of their brain, their their energy, their mind. Absolutely. I know that's why I fucking uh, hate pajamas in public. <laughs> yeah, I see them. I see uh, I see some kids walking around in pajamas sometimes well i live in middle america and in middle america that's your fucking uniform kidding me no i'm not no i'm not fucking kidding no it's a fucking nightmare where is your biggest city how big is your town biggest city well mine is small but well we've got uh cleveland cincinnati columbus columbus is big i'm not where's your where's your closest city my closest would be, well, my closest would be Columbus. Okay, so you're like in the southwest quadrant. Mm-hmm, yeah, but I grew, I grew up in Columbus. Okay. But, I've, but I lived a whole bunch of other places, but yeah, but I grew up in Columbus. Big fun. How big, how big is your town? Now? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's fucking small. <laughs> let, me ta- let me tell you how fucking small this town is. Uh, we do not have a Panda Express. That's how fucking small this town is. 
But you have you have Chinese restaurants, I'm assuming. Yes. How many Chinese restaurants do you have? We have off the top of my head. Wait, am I? Can I just do Asian, or do you want just specifically Chinese? Let's do, let's do specifically Chinese. Specifically first, Chinese. I believe that we have probably ten, at least seven, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I bring up the Chinese restaurants. I bring up Chinese restaurants when talking to to uh, black activists all the time, or not all the time, but it's. You know, it's one of my standard, or it's one of my standard go tos when they start complaining about systemic racism and how they're still oppressed and blah blah blah. And the Chinese were, you know, excluded from immigration. They're excluded from a lot of, uh, you know, neighborhoods. They were disenfranchised. What they they helped. They were they were also lynched. They they helped build the railroads out west. They were treated very poorly. What did they do? What did the Chinese do? They basically opened up. They didn't complain. They basically got down to the to the task of surviving and thriving. And they opened up China. They spread across across the country, and they opened up Chinese restaurants in every goddamn American town and city, everywhere. And you know, you know you've my also father, been talking about Italians that whole entire fucking time too. You know that. Italians, what, Italians what, what, as well. The everything Italian. you said about the Chinese. Well, I mean, they, I think that, yeah, yes, Chinese people were treated I mean, slightly poorly, more poorly than Italians. But Italians were treated that they were lynched, they were disenfranchised. The, 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 no the walks. Italians, the, the big, the biggest lynching in U.S. history occurred in New Orleans. I think with like something like ten Italians were lynched. And that's why the, the president KKK. at the time, I don't know, I forget this, I, don't, I haven't looked into the story. They were lynched, and that's why the president at the time introduced Columbus Day to sort of invite, you know, as a sort of like a welcome mat for Italians. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure that the KKK lynched, of course, of course, black people. I'm not dismissing any of that, obviously. But, of course not. Um, Italians, lots of women. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you can look it up. I don't know. I think I'm I mean, right. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. I mean, the thing with the lynching is that yeah, it was a sort of vigilante justice, and you know, I haven't looked, I haven't really looked into the history of lynching too deeply, but I don't know. from what I understand, a lot of them were 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 criminals. I mean, not all of them, obviously. Obviously, and also white people. Uh, a lot white people. White people were lynched too. I know this that. is what a lot of people don't know. Yes, I know because when not, because when you hear lynching, you immediately just associate it with like black people. But if you said hanging, what right. would you think of? I don't know if I, if you said hanging, I don't think my mind would immediately go toward black people. I, I would think of like hanging, like the gallows, like that was like everybody, yeah, that's, right? That, that's, yeah, that's but you yeah, said lynching, that's what I would think. and it tr- it's like a trigger, not for me because I don't I trigger words. That's all like whatever, but it's like triggering. It takes you. It's like a visceral way to say it. Do you, do you know? So I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, that's why the you know that's why George Orwell's 1984 is such a, a fantastic book um, because it's all about language and control and thought control and the you know the woke left has basically used 1984 as a textbook i know i love um, the memes that are like orwell and it's like it wasn't a manual <laughs> yeah yeah i love when uh, i love when some woke leftist refers to refers to george orwell uh, to 1984 i'm like motherfucker you, you have no business referring to re- reference 1984 you have no business 
but yeah, but I've never seen bigger projectionists than the like that that left that uber liberal left are the biggest they're like the IMAX fucking projection. Yeah, it can't get well. Bigger. It can't it can't be more fucking delusional. Yeah, they're a big problem, and they control virtually every institution and organization in America, in the West, in the Anglosphere, at least. Yeah. Hey, riddle me this. Okay, riddle, riddle yeah. me this. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, and I was thinking how, like, people would be like, oh, the World Economic Forum recommends blah, blah, or, like, Schwab says blah, blah. And, I'm, and I think to myself, what, who, and I know lots of people have thought this too, but, like, who... Why are we listening to this motherfucker? I don't fucking understand. Why are we giving this any fucking credence? That would be like listening. We're taking all of our shit now from like Scientologists. And we're just like, yes, we all need to be like deprogrammed. And we, and we all need to, or like now we're all taking our fucking shit from like the Heaven's Gate assholes. What, what, why do we get, I don't even give a fuck about the money. Why are we listening? I don't fucking understand. Have you seen some of the video clips of the conferences from like the World Economic Forum yes. and some of these like it's like holy it's fucking cow. psychotic shit. What the fuck are we? What the fuck? That one asshole yeah. that's like we should inject everybody with the fucking tick thing that makes them reject be allergic to meat so we can what like what what who said this? I need Somebody. a name. Oh, I don't know. I, I, need, a, I need a I need a name on that one. I bet he looks like a gremlin too. Um, hang on. Let me see if I can do it while I'm on the phone. Let's see. How talented I, am I? Uh, I mean, basically, you know, it's it's really easy to be a conspiracy theorist because these elites are broadcasting their intentions for all for you know for everyone to see, and they're not hiding it. They're not hiding their plans. They all they want us to own nothing, uh, eat bugs. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking it up right now, and it's like, here's how we can rethink the way we eat meat from 2019. Here's a simple way to convince people to eat less meat. Is it working? Yeah. Like, Like, firstly. You will be eating replacement meats within 20 years. Here's why. Here's why. Fuck, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, we're, we're dealing with some very sinister elite. The sinister elites who are in in a conspiracy to dominate the world, and you know there are a bunch of different ways to parse. You know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on. Are there reptilians like like uh, David Icke says? I don't know. When that uh, now? Wouldn't that be fucking hysterical? If like Schwab and all these fucking freaks at the World Economic Forum were actually aliens and we're just like, oh, here it is, here it is. World Economic Forum calls for genetically modifying human beings so they become allergic to meat. What? Yes, the World Economic Forum has called for governments to genetically modify citizens so that they become allergic to consuming meat as part of a plan to fight global boiling. That That's what we're, it's not climate change or anything like that. No, it's global boiling, just so you know. That's the new buzzword. Uh, oh, I heard that the other day. I heard that. I was like... Yeah, imagine thinking you're you're a bioethicist and you're calling for human beings to be genetically engineered to become much smaller in size and completely meat intolerant. But yes, 
the name. I'll find it. During yeah. the lecture. When I, when oh, Doc, Doc, Dr. Matthew. And his last name is spelled L-I-A-O. He is director of the College of Global Public Health Center for Bioethics at New York University. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. These people, yeah, we are on the cusp of some mm, dastardly wild shit that these elites want to enforce upon it's crazy. everyone. crazy. Bioengineering humans to not eat. To- yes. It's good. That fucking impossible meat shit is fucking disgusting. It's so gross. It's so not good for you. I don't understand. And, and just veer off for a second. This is what I don't understand about people that are vegetarian or vegans. And they eat the shit that tastes like chicken and stuff like that. Like, why don't you just eat chicken? I was a vegetarian for a long time. Actually, I was a pescatarian. But I didn't need to make a fucking carrot taste like bacon by dipping it in, like, liquid smoke and soy sauce for 12 hours. Like, what are, what are you doing? That's weird. I mean... We it should is be weird. Eating as, we should be eating as natural as possible. Obviously. I totally agree, but like, uh, where when I was in school, okay, uh, health psychology is my thing. So it's like nutrition and your brain. Nobody yeah. ever talks about that you don't get enough protein into your fucking body. You can give yourself the symptoms of fucking schizophrenia. Why are we not oh, talking wow. about that? Do you not think that that's maybe why, like, some of these fucking vegans are, like, fucking insane? Maybe you're, maybe you're fucking crazy because you're eating too much fucking soy and this yeah. crazy shit. And you're not getting enough B vitamins in your brain, you crazy fuckers. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know... The medical, every every institution and organization virtually and has been captured by this, you know, woke ideology that's now encompassed global warming and sustainability. Global and boiling, darling. Global, okay. global we, we boiling. past um, it. <laughs> another, another Orwellian, another Orwellian uh, destruction of, of uh, language and the words. It, because exactly. water boils, water boils at 212 Fahrenheit. Yes. Just boil doesn't boil at 115 Fahrenheit. Yeah, let's, two, let's, let's do this. It's August 28th, and it is 66 fucking degrees where I'm at, okay? Okay. <laughs> this is oh, wow. late August, so I guess I'm missing the fucking boiling part. Yeah, well, this this is the, the sort of the, the nature of the leftist mind, is to keep increasing... The fear. The, the, rhetoric, the rhetoric, the fear, uh, the, the fear porn... Oh yeah. Um, the just it's just they they need to keep escalating uh, the emotions of people, the stakes. Everything's a crisis. There's no. Oh there yeah, everything's no a crisis. Goal. You gotta have There's your fucking. No, there, are, there are no goals that they have set in stone. Everything's very murky. Yeah. Their their whole thing is like this is an this is a lifelong process. It's a it's religion. Leftism is religion's cult. They openly talk about when they're talking about anti racism, like this is a lifelong learn this is a lifelong <laughs> process that you'll never be you'll never be at a final process for, for white people, of course. You'll never be at a final point where you can say, I'm an anti racist. I'm I'm not racist. 
is always I am continually learning forever and ever and ever. I'm continually atoning for. I my was going to say you're just privilege. you have to constantly flagellate. Please, God, yeah. whip yourself, put your yeah. fucking hair shirt on and wear it around town. Yeah, I love hair shirt. Yeah, that, that that. I don't even know what that is. Is that is that like Chanel? No, no. I don't know. Is it Karl Lagerfeld? No, no, no. Okay. It sounds very haute couture, hair shirt. I mean, no. I'm just picturing hair like Hair shirts a, like are a, garments like made hair? from... No, here's a hair... Hair shirts are garments made from rough animal hair, usually that of goats, and they're worn as a top or under a shirt and against the skin so the coarse hair will rub and scratch the wearer. This discomfort serves as a constant reminder of faith so as to better avoid the temptation to sin. Hair shirts. Uh, yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard hair shirt for years and years and years and have had no idea what it was. Yes. Atone. You must atone. Wear your hair shirt. You must, you must be punished. <laughs> yeah. Repent for my whiteness forever and ever and ever. <laughs> forever. God. Okay. Jesus. Cre- creepy. You're creepy. See, this um, is this is why the blonde villainy is going to be so fucking fun because you know. All right. I mean, my uh, God, let me tell you something. It's uh, uh, Gen, Gen X. Your, your, your parents are like the post World War II babies, and mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the Cold War, but everybody still is very focused on you know World War II. It was like it just happened. You know, like Germany's yep, bad, the and Holocaust. then. Being a blonde hair, blue... like, it's like the biggest thing yes. in history. Yes, but it's like uh, being a blonde haired, light skinned, blue eyed girl wasn't exactly fucking cakewalk either. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> being called fucking yeah. Casper it is not fun. Asking if you're Who an albino you is not fun. Like, that's not fucking easy. What the fuck? Who, who called you that? Oh my god, when Are I was like kids? in middle school. Elementary school, middle school. What? Was it other white kids? Yes. Why? Because you were so pale. Yes. And blonde. Were yes. you like a platinum blonde? I, I, back then I was very blonde. You know, now it's like right. a darker blonde, but it's still blonde. Right. But yeah. But you know what? It's not uh, nice. I, do you know? No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, you know, I have to tell you, like, I hear the woke talking about how, you know, white people have been indoctrinated to see black people negatively. And I always think about to this to this moment when I was maybe seven or eight and I was standing on my drive standing in my driveway of my house and I was thinking to myself, I am so glad I am not German. See? And why would a little child think it's bad to be German? I have been for I'm not kidding. I'm not German. For all for all of my youth, I, w- I was glad that I didn't have any German heritage. Why? Because of the constant World War II propaganda. Yes, yes. that's that, what I'm that saying. Was... Yes, that's exactly so, it, man. So and by the way, I'm 25 percent fucking German. It ain't easy. Yeah. What I was so what must have happened is I w- must have been watching some sort of World War II show with my father and i must have asked my father or dad are we german no we're not german oh thank god but i mean like oh my god in so, school like we, we really watched the fucking like actual shit of the holocaust and stuff and it was like it was like you know when like the the they talk about like the aryan 
you know, and like that's like the uber minch and uber whatever, right? And it's like yeah. blonde hair, blue eye, pale skin. It's like that's like when the fuck you walk into a bar and like the record scratches and like everybody turns around and like looks at you, you know? Like it's like I didn't fucking do it. What the fuck? Wow. So you're that blonde and and Aryan looking. Yes, it's or were. Yes. I mean, think about it. You yeah. know, and like, yes, you you get it because you're like, well, thank God I mean, I'm not German. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a blonde kid too. Uh, I'm very blonde. Um, like a towhead. Uh, we mean towhead. You know that, like super blonde. Yeah, yeah, blonde, like blondie, blonde. Like super blonde, blonde where you have like you have like superpowers because you're like super blonde. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, to, to this day, I still have them. Yeah, me and, too. Yeah. You know, especially as a, you know, white boy in the San Fernando Valley, um, I stick out like a, like a sort of thumb. I'm I, sure. I see, I see the people watching me in their cars as I run past them. But, uh, yeah, I promise it to look. How fucking fun. It's a look. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I know that you're, you look exactly like Kelly Ben Simone running in New York when you're running in the San Fernando <laughs> I, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that up. You, you definitely have to look that up. These like <sighs> teeny tiny short shorts and like a teeny, real fucking like tight top. Just like seriously like running in the fucking street and there's like there's like taxi cabs like behind her. You know just probably so fucking pissed. <laughs> she's, running in, she's running in the street? Yes. What? Yeah she's running on the fucking street. I want to know what neighborhood she's doing this in. She, uh, this, this, this is this is this is gotta be Upper East Side. No, 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 no. She, well, may, yeah, actually, maybe it is. It has to be the Upper no, East no, Side. No, 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 no. Oh. No, wait, no, no, no. That's that's not true. She lives not on the not on the Upper East. She lives downtown somewhere. Really, like yes. Charneca, Soho. Probably someplace swanky for fucking sure. Okay. Where's Greenwich Village um, at in relation to all that shit? Greenwich Village is right above Tribeca, and it's right south of Chelsea. Okay. So I I lived in Chelsea. It's on the west side, and because um, when I was younger, yeah, that's where we always used to go. Was Greenwich Village? Yeah, that's where a lot of people go, um, and uh, it's right where they started to cordon off downtown when nine eleven happened. Right at uh, Greenwich Village. Crazy. They they cordoned off that whole all of downtown for like a month. That was a crazy time. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I didn't live in New York. I but I fucking was completely watching TV when they were like showing that shit. It was fucking fucked up, crazy shit. It was honestly. It's really. It was really. Uh, it was really dark. Really dark period. It was like when I don't know. Uh, it was like when we were in school and we were watching the fucking Challenger explode. Like, we yep, were in school watching that, that fucking shit. I remember that, too. Like, that was traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people were, like, openly weeping in the streets for a while after 9-11. Oh, I can, I can um, imagine. Yeah. Crying and that it was an inside job. I can imagine. Well, <laughs> I'm just... No, I'm just... <laughs> Maybe. I mean, who knows? Anything is possible. Yeah. I mean, t- t- it's like, any, you know, anything is possible. Like, look at look at the assassination of JFK or, you know, Flight 800. I don't know if you remember that. Not from the mid-90s. 
the no. flight that uh, the flight that exploded over the Atlantic Ocean. Oh yeah, off the coast off the coast of Long Island, and that was clearly um, a, that was clearly a cover up. It was hit by probably one of our missiles by mistake, and there were eyewitnesses who saw the, a fireball hit the plane, and the media and the government totally buried the truth. And it just we just totally forgot about that story. It's one of the biggest cover-ups in uh, U.S. history. And to never be spoken of again. So, you know, conspiracies are real. Lie, massive lies are real. And, uh, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, like, I wouldn't consider myself to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm like a conspiracy dabbler because well, is it wrong to question things? No. Is it like to look at it from different perspectives? Doesn't mean you have to believe it, but I certainly think there's no problem in entertaining it. What's the what's the harm in entertaining something? Do you know? I mean, well, the harm the harm is that you're going against the narrative. Wow. Like, you know, the media and the government work on all cylinders to make sure that the narrative is adhered to by the public and you know this term conspiracy theorist has been a brilliant rhetorical cudgel to shame people into silence and to shame shame people like oh you're just you know you're just a crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist what what are you like alex jones man yeah exactly i mean not all conspiracy theories are the same i mean if it turns out the world was flat. I mean, those people are real, flat earthers. They think the world is flat. Well, there's or people that really think that birds aren't real. What? <laughs> yes. That birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. How did... Who, who thinks that? Well, I don't know. You can... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anybody personally that doesn't think that birds aren't real. Okay, this is a new one to me. I've never heard this one before. Yes, birds aren't real. Hold on, I'm looking and it up right anything, now. Anything's people. Anything's possible. I mean, listen, there I are people we... that literally believe that the Queen of England was a lizard. You know? Yeah. The, Sexual harassment. The, <laughs> the, the birds aren't real movement has been active since 1976. Once a preventative cause, our initial goal was to stop the genocide of real birds. Unfortunately, this was unsuccessful, and the government has since replaced every living bird with robotic replicas. Now our movement's prerogative is to make everyone aware of this fact. And then they answer some questions like, what is bird poop? And it's actually a form of liquidated tracking apparatus. If you walk outside and notice some bird poop just happened to fall on, happened in quotation marks to fall on your car, be aware that you are now being tracked by the United States government. Okay, I've had a bird poop on my head. Well, there you go. They just they just added shit to your file. So they so that shit seeped into my scalp before I could before I could get it out, and now they're tracking. Dude, I'm gonna go on the fucking dark web and I'm gonna watch your every goddamn movement. Like we're in the movie fucking sliver. You know, and I, and I'm one of the Baldwins, and you're fucking Sharon Stone. Here we go. <laughs> that was a good movie. I remember that movie. <laughs> I I like Sharon Stone, so whatever. I mean, she's fine. I like her. I mean, I don't. I mean, if she's if she's a you know if she's a fucking woke leftist, then 
Yeah. I'm sure she. I who knows? I'm sure. I, I always. I always, I don't know. But maybe she is. I don't know. I don't fucking pay attention. Like uh, you know, it's only like the loudmouth assholes, like you know Barbara Streisand or like Joy Behar. Mark Hamill. <clears throat> Mark Hamill. Who? Joy, Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. Oh Christ. Uh, Fuck. Rosanna um, Arquette. She's Arquettes. such a fucking what asshole. She, oh god, she's she's off of Twitter. By the way, I've been in Mark Hamill's house. You have? Um, yeah, I have in Malibu. I was uh, I was um, I was hired as a as his son's um, his, his son hired me as a massage therapist with this agency I worked for, and I drove out to Mark Hamill's house in Malibu, and it's really you know it's is it, speaking about interior design. His interior design is like all traditional country like rustic country Ugh. and then you see like then and then there's like one photo of like you know the star wars peeps um i think maybe princess you know they're all in costume or something maybe but it's, it's just funny to like walk into uh mark hamill's house and just uh i don't know <laughs> his ear tear design which i'm sure was his was his wife's because he had his little um is uh man man cave at, at one end of the house i saw him slumber you know shuffle out of his man cave kitchen that was that's my mark Hamill story. that's fucking amazing isn't that great <clears throat> yes well i met darth vader at zayers when i was a child when uh when star wars first came out so not not like the person who played darth vader like somebody in costume <laughs> playing darth vader oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have a Star Wars story. <laughs> okay. But yeah, these, uh, what's her name? Arquette. Um, God, she's awful. That Rosanna, uh, Rosanna Arquette is also a crazy wokey. But, uh, Patricia. Patricia yes. Arquette. Oh my God. She was, she was constantly active on Twitter. She's not on Twitter anymore because she left because of uh, when Elon took over. But she was a very active woke tard on Twitter. And, uh... It's embarrassing. I'm just saying, I don't know how, like, those type of people deal with it. Like, Barbara Streisand said something uh, about uh, something about Donald Trump's mugshot and whatever. And... Which I haven't seen yet. She got throttled. And I know that happens to Mr. Takai all the time. So I just like I that their ability to take that kind of shit day after day with their stupid fucking take. I don't know. Did my phone just take a shit? What the hell? I say, uh. Oh. Weird. Maybe, maybe we're be- maybe our conversation is because uh, getting too is getting too close to the truth. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Too dangerous. It's too, too blocked. Who's reporting us? Tim Cook. <laughs> Are it you? Surprise, wait. It wouldn't surprise me if this conversation is being recorded at all. At all. Not surprise me in the slightest. Oh, it wouldn't fucking surprise me. It, I'm sure, like every all, all my all my keystrokes are being monitored. So you know, enjoy that. Enjoy, I mean, enjoy that, FBI. I mean, like, I'm sure. I have no doubt. There's a huge file on every single one of us. You know, like in the X Files, and some. You know, I. You know what? When I was growing up, you know. I heard that if you flew on an airplane, there was an FBI file about you. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me if there was a secret. It was if there was a a file on every single person in the United States. 
in some in some you know government agency. Except for the illegal immigrants, there's no file on them. Oh no, 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 not not them. Of course not. They're they're they do whatever they like. Yeah, you know what? You know what I love. What I always think is funny, and it would be like an amazing social experiment, but except for like you know the like, how do you explain that? But okay, so this is what I love. Um, because this happens quite a bit. I, I, I can tell you two instances off the top of my head, but uh, th- this happens quite a bit where somebody will enter this country illegally and then they will, they will somehow obtain multiple IDs and then they will be able to go to like your local whatever job and family services or whatever you call it. And they will go, be able to go there multiple times with these different IDs and get different government assistance. Really? I would like to know how the fuck that is possible. Because if I was even able to get multiple IDs, which I wouldn't even have a fucking clue, okay, where to get that at. Anything. I mean, I could order a goofy-ass one off of fucking, like, Amazon if I want to, like, use an ID where it looks like I'm an alien, you know? But, like, a real, realistic-looking one? I would have no idea. And then go to my local job and family services... Maybe once every two weeks with a different fucking ID. And and see if they don't recognize me. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? I've never heard this before, but I believe you. Okay, there was a guy in a, ta- in a town here in Ohio, and he killed his son. and By, by accident. He ran him over with his truck. And, oh, no. and he had 20 different identifications. 20. <sighs> There's I a guy about, currently heard... on the run in the county that I live in who is not here legally, who has 10, 10 different IDs, and he has committed fraud with, like, your, uh, with, like, all the benefits that you get from the government, you know, all the food and the cash assistance and shit. And he is on the run. 10 different IDs. Wow. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that be a great experiment? Would they, would. they wouldn't I mean, recognize me? What the fuck? I don't even understand. So, like, is there somebody in the system that works with them? Probably. Probably. Like, it's fucking crazy. Probably. I can't even imagine. It's crazy. I can't, I can't even get it. Me. And by the way, are you saying we're not technologically advanced enough? That if I, let's say... I want to go get a bunch of different IDs. I, I don't know. Somehow I'm getting like birth certificates or whatever. And I can go get different fucking driver's licenses and shit. That somehow we don't have the fucking technology for facial recognition in the goddamn DMV. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so much corruption everywhere that I, I would believe anything as far as scams go. I don't know. Do you know a guy that can make IDs? I don't. See, I don't either. I don't. I don't even know a guy to ask if they know a guy that makes ideas. Yeah. I mean, maybe she could, um, you know, go to uh, Columbus. I bet if you go to Columbus or Cleveland or Chicago. Some IDs. Can you mind? I'm just like standing on a street corner. Hey, man, you know a guy that can make some ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, I bet you can find someone like that. <laughs> An ID machine? Yeah, you probably could. Chicago, but I bet you could. Maybe. I don't know. I guess if you wanted to, like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to look for it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be on that radar too. Right. Because I would feel like, oh yes, this would be like me trying to. I don't. Not that I would ever. But you know, anytime anybody ever tries to hire a fucking hitman, they're always an undercover cop. Yeah. <laughs> no. That would be me trying to buy like fake shit. It would be like, of course, it would be, of course. What's going on with the Spanish guy? I haven't even seen it. The Spanish guy? The Spanish coach? 
The Spanish kiss. By the way, do you know what a Spanish kiss is? No. Is it dirty? Yes. Is it like a Cleveland <laughs> steamer? Because that's that's really dirty. Oh uh, no, it's not that dirty. But <laughs> you're in the right. You're in the right. Uh, you're in the right. Yeah, it's kissing that area. Basically. Oh my good lord, sweet Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Spanish. It's called the Spanish kiss. <laughs> Thank. You. I will. I will remember that. Hopefully, in case anybody <laughs> asks. <laughs> um, I have not seen it. And I just love the, that this has become such a uh, uh, firestorm. I guess it's a, it's a second Me Too movement. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. Rib, get your pink pussy hat because we're going to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I mean, Yikes. okay, listen, I saw, I don't know if there's like a thousand different clips of it or whatever, okay, but I saw him and he like grabbed the one girl by the face and like planted one on her lips. But I, I this is what I, what I said before. I swear to God, I did not get any ounce of it being sexual in nature at all. Do, do you know how? Basically, it was eight, it's like Adrian Brody kissing Halle Berry at the 1990 Oscars. That's what I'm imagining. 100%. To me, he was, he was jubilant. He was, you know, whatever. He, he seemed excited and genuinely happy. And it was like emotions coming out that way. Like I said, it's not like he grabbed ass and like fucking honked a boob and like... But now they're also saying he like, he rubbed his crotch while he was in the vicinity of... Really? Someone. I didn't, I yeah. Didn't, some I, didn't, I didn't see any some... of that shit. I just saw what looked like fucking joy. Like, just. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah like Adrian Brody. <clears throat> yeah, it did not seem fucking sexual at all. I mean, if there was, like, crotch rubbing, I didn't see it. So, I just, uh, let me see if I got this straight. So, the video I watched of some dude humping a female cop's leg is okay. That's fine. But this coach possibly doing something like that is disgusting and offensive and really bad. I just want to make sure I have that right. Yeah, well, I mean, feminists have really... I mean, I don't want to be kissed on the lips by someone I don't know. I'm just going to say that. Uh, my aunt used to... My aunt used to kiss on, on the lips. Who was not? She was not related to us. And she used to kiss us on the lips. And it was like, okay, can you... Like, no. Lips are for, lips are for lovers. Like, don't do that. But... If it does happen in that circumstance, like, just let it go. Like, literally. Are you really fucking, like, really fucking uh, traumatized by that? Well, Jesus Christ. You, you know, lucky you, basically. You know, if that fucking traumatizes you, right. then lucky you. Right. Because I, I've had These way are... more traumatizing shit happen than an unwanted kiss on the fucking lips, okay? Yeah. I didn't see any grab ass. I'm not saying it didn't happen. What I'm saying is I did not see anything that, like I said, looked fucking sexual in nature. Yeah, well, I mean, the left and feminists in particular, especially, well, I, you know, everyone on the woke left has got, you know, just uh, got a battle axe um, and a, you know, a, a crusade. And they'll, they'll exacerbate every situation into monumental proportions and, it's uh, because everything yeah, just, is a crisis, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Very silly, very silly, poisonous people. Frivol frivolous and poisonous. Fucking sad. That reminds me of Kim Kardashian's best friend, Jonathan, is suing a Korean 
barbecue sauce company because for 20 million fucking dollars because the barbecue sauce bottle quote inexplicably exploded in his hand smooth lascivious salacious outrageous unfathomable improbable i am shocked and chagrined mortified and stupefied it's outrageous egregious preposterous it's definitely preposterous what now that is really making a fucking like crisis out of something. I mean, can you can you even fucking imagine? First of all, I don't even fucking believe that a bottle just exploded in somebody's hand. That's ridiculous. And second of all, is it worth? I have no idea. Probably not. I mean, you know, he's functional enough to fucking file a twenty million dollar lawsuit. So, my God, I, I, I guess I'm missing out on like some real grifts. I'm, like really missing out yeah. on some grifts. Yeah, you know, I could be I could be lawsuit Margot. Just sue I mean, everybody. I mean, I'd like to living. sue my fucking neighbor, frankly, for being an idiot. So, what, and what I are might. they doing? They're, they're just, uh, they're just fucking assholes, you know? Like, uh, loud music, or there'll be, like, 20 fucking cars, or, <sighs> like, the, the fucking yard is just littered with 7,000 plastic toys, and, like, why are there garbage cans always out front? Jesus fucking Christ, like... <laughs> Why are you always why are you always out front when you have a fucking backyard? Why do you think it's appropriate to light fireworks off in the fucking street directed at your neighbor's houses? What oh, the fuck? It, they direct them at the houses? Yeah. Well, if they're pointing them across the street from their house, so it's they're headed yeah. in the direction. They like the one firework literally went under my neighbor's car. It didn't do anything, but still yeah. As a matter of fact, I think of my, I think of my Twitter for July Fourth. There's a short little video clip where I say like "Happy Fourth of July," and it's from my Ring camera, and it's them lighting fireworks, and then you hear one of the little fucking kids out on the street with the older people, let it lighting off the fireworks, and the fucking little kid starts crying because he got hit <laughs> by the fucking firework. It was awesome. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, it's just, just that. It's like a constant nuisance they, every fucking day. Do they do they at least clean up after the fireworks? I don't know, actually. They didn't clean up like the ones they shot off. I mean, they clean up the like the fucking shit, just like the boxes and stuff went like over by the trash. But oh, but they don't. None of the none of the like residue from the fireworks like that scatters everywhere. They don't clean that up. No fuck no. Yeah. No, fuck no. It's like, can you see yeah. people for just being ignorant? Because I'm going to try. You know, I'm almost okay. there. I'm almost there. Try it. Try yeah, it. I, I look at it and I'm like, keep it up, fuck faces, and that house will be mine. You know what makes me the more mad than all of it is that they're renting that house. And yeah. I, as like so a homeowner, am offended that somebody that rents would even dare to think that they like own the block that's how that's how it comes across to me because that's how i'm taking it all of this yeah. in your face we'll do whatever the fuck we want with you know fuck you it's like you don't even own your house that's typical renter mentality you know, i uh, have slightly more common. respect if they fucking own the house but they don't so i have even it, it's not renters like i don't i rented for for a thousand fucking years that's not it it's the Yes, the mentality. Yes, uh, you are right. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. I mean, it's probably. I mean, 
that's why I, I haven't gone out and cleaned up the street yet. But last night or this morning, it's like I walk out at five five o'clock in the morning. I take the dog, take out the dogs, and there's new trash all over the sidewalk right in front of my building. Like I don't get it. It would never occur to me. It would never. I don't even litter my fucking cigarette butts. Yeah, yeah, good. Not necessary. Yeah, I don't. I would never like Not dream necessary. of like being like, well, I'm done with this drink, so I'm just gonna throw it in this person's yard because I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I would never. I mean, do I that. was I, I was running yesterday or, or a couple of days ago. This guy, he empties out the rest of his beer and then drops the beer bottle on the the grass on the sidewalk it's like why even why why even bother emptying it you're just dropping it anyway you're just leaving it there for someone else to take care of why 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 are you even emptying it yeah oh, oh you're so oh wow you're so thoughtful right <laughs> like, fuck you the fuck <sighs> god yeah, i wish i was so like I that i wish i was like that russian uh bitch on the motorcycle that would like if people threw their trash out she would like pick it up and like duct tape it to their fucking car like she was amazing oh my god i love her who is she i don't know youtube it you you like youtube you'll find her on there she's on there i'll do like russian motorcycle trash bitch and you'll it'll probably come up you know okay. like she's a badass have you watched, have you watched any of, is, is she in russia yeah okay yeah yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Just don't do that. Don't, don't throw your fucking trash <laughs> it's everywhere. It's fucking hard. It's really not that hard. It's really not. <laughs> it's not hard. It's really not. It's really not. You just hold, you just put it in the nearest receptacle, trash receptacle. They're everywhere. Trash receptacles are everywhere. And if, you, if there's one close, you hold on to it until you find one. Thank you. Or just, or just wait till you get your ass home and throw it in your own fucking yeah. trash. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. If you're, why are you throwing shit out of your car? Your car is probably trash too. Just leave it in your fucking car and then when you get home, you can <laughs> take it out and put it in your fucking trash. Yeah. I, well, I, just, I haven't picked up the trash on my street yet. Um, this is the very first time I'm doing this. My ang- my exasperation level with the trash is at a limit. I can no longer tolerate it. I will be picking up the trash on my uh, <laughs> my latino gang infested street <laughs> i don't care no listen i'm neighborhood nancy i'll walk around and pick I, I, like i hate shit in my yard and it doesn't happen a lot but it happens and like if there's shit in like the gutter you know and in front of my house i'm picking that shit up what the fuck i don't want it to look like i'm the litter bug you know right i'm not gonna have woodsy the owl judge me i don't <laughs> pollute but I yeah. am I am the asshole that's out there, and I'm bitching out loud about it just in case anybody hears me to know my disapproval yeah. of these fucking assholes that litter. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking shame you. I hope you littered and you hear me bitching about your sorry ass. Don't we be a scumbag. Back, we need to bring back public shaming. shaming. Like, just sh- yeah, public, public shaming. Pillory. Public shaming of strangers. Bring back the pillory. I want people in fucking yeah. stockades. I want to throw tomatoes at them. Ta- Boo, tar shame. and feathers. Tar and feathers as well. Shaming works. Yeah. Why do you think you that know, they take your fucking picture and print it out and put it up in convenience stores if you like bounce checks or stealing shit? Because it's shaming. Because if you don't see it, somebody we, you know is going to see it. So good. We need to, we need to, what is it? We need to destigmatize stigma. I think someone on the anti-woke left 
on the anti woke side said that we need to we, we need to like destigmatize stigma. No, we people should be stigmatized for their bad behavior. 100%. They should be stigmatized. Should be stigmatized. Say, Don't judge. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, I'm totally going to judge. I'm totally going <laughs> to use my fucking judgment. Yeah. And I'm going to judge people and situation. What am I, a fucking asshole? Like, I'm just a fucking blind asshole. <laughs> Whatever you tell me is the truth. And I'm just going to get taken advantage of. And <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I this, yeah. this this feels like a dangerous situation, but I don't want to judge this person, even though the hair on the back of my neck is standing up and I have like a real sick feeling that something bad is going to happen. I don't want to be judgmental. I'll just get stabbed. Right. It's fine. <laughs> I like the, the trans movement, like the non-binaries and like all of those trans narcissists. I call them trans narcissists. They've really taken advantage of the don't stigmatize, don't judge uh, paradigm that has swept the country. Like, oh, don't judge me. Don't stigmatize me. No, you should be stigmatized. You should be judged. You people, like, you, the non-binaries. I'm fucking judging you. The, the, the non-binary females, the, the, queer, the queers. The queers the that are actually queen. straight white women. You're fucking straight. You're not yeah. queer. Yeah. You're just yes, boring. The, You're just fat, ugly, the, and boring. That's that's what you are. But also, but also the queers at the gay pride, the LGBTQ pride, quote unquote, parades, who are like you know showcasing their their sexual kinks and depravity on parades. Like, the fuck, keep that shit behind your bedroom walls. You know, it's not it's not an accomplishment to be a, a pervert, a sexual pervert. It's not an accomplishment. Okay. It's, it's also Just, not a personality. It's not a personality. It's not a personality. People with like a foot fetish, that is not the entire sum of their personality. It's just not. Yeah. And, and that's like a mild fetish. That's like a, that's a, that to me, and I actually believe this, is like a uh, misfiring in the brain because the two yeah, centers be. are so close to each other. And guess what? That, out of all the fetishes, whatever. Do, do you know? Like, but you don't you know, see somebody that's like, a foot fetish that has a foot fetish wearing a fucking t-shirt that says like you know I love feet or you know foot fetish or like a it's like a, a fucking person with like a foot in their mouth or whatever like I've never right, seen that right. have you no I mean like human nature humans are you know we're we're kinky creatures it's you know to a degree it's fine but like there's a time and a place we don't shit and poop in public we don't you know, have sex in public, or yeah, you don't know, like just, lightly choke your lover. Right, right. You you do you do know the the word autogonophile by this point? Yes. Yeah. So the, all of these men who are now identifying as lesbians, as trans oh, lesbians, God, yes. like um, what's what the fuck is his name? The that that um, <clears throat> the um, the legislator. I think he's in Montana. He's always trying to get publicity i forget his name or maybe minnesota there there are a few of them these are men who have made their sexual fetishes fetishes as autogonophiles their gender identity and like all society is supposed to go along with it and 
and like, oh, that's so, that's so brave and stunning. You're a woman. You're a woman. You're a creepy. You're like this creepy male pretending to be a lesbian. That's so brave. Oh, you're, that's wonderful. It's so good. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I am totally fine with you taking a picture of yourself in the bathroom while I'm in the bathroom with your like semi. It's oh. fine. It's fine. God, some. I don't know if you've ever seen the website Turf is a slur. No. So if you go into, I think it's, I think it's just called turfisaslur.com. You know the, the word turf by this point, right? Of course. Yeah. You're on Twitter. So turfisaslur.com is like a repository of all of these weird, disturbing, violent, disgusting things that these men, these autogonophiles who think they're lesbians have said about radical feminists who I'm not a fan of but who are right on this to- are right on this issue like you you men are fucking creepy weirdos don't belong in women's spaces at all ever keep your keep your fetish away from women thanks you're not lesbians you're just creepy weirdos and this website like has rapey creepy yeah. weirdos yeah okay. that's they that's all your, that's have typical rapey Killy vibes. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not like your old school transsexuals who are no. effeminate hom- homosexual men. Who everybody in the quote unquote gay community understood they weren't really women. They were just effeminate for some reason. And like you know, I understand like transgenderism has appeared in different forms across human you know humans are weird humans are mysterious we don't know what the you don't know what's going on <laughs> across history with, and you know inside the human psyche with a lot of crazy mysteries but you know transgender people are real of course let, let me tell you this are you are you are you like whoa an androgynous person androgyny is nothing like what the fuck it's, it's not revolutionary do you know what i'm saying <laughs> like what Stop acting like, like that. Act. Like we're they, they like bastardize what what is just simple androgyny. Yeah, like, well, I mean, there are a couple of things. There's basically, you know, American culture has normalized narcissism. That's one thing. It's also normalized, let's say, sexual and gender abnormalities. It's it's made like sexual abnormalities, and I'm I'm including. I'm going, you know, I'm including homosexuals in that myself. It said, you know, homosexuals are as normal as heterosexuals. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we're, we're deviants from the norm. It's fine that we're deviants from the norm, but we shouldn't be the norm. You can't have homosexuality as the norm for human nature. That's crazy. You shouldn't have transgenderism as the norm for, you shouldn't have like this sort of are you fucking kidding me? If transgenderism and all that other non-binary, binary, uh, call me they, them, or tomorrow I'm she, her, I don't know. Like, nothing will ever get done. The world will grind to a fucking halt because we all have to fucking goddamn remember everybody's fucking ever-changing pronouns and what fucking day of the week it is. Like, that's never going to work. Yeah, so we've, we've normalized, so we've normalized narcissism sexual and gender abnormality and also the another narrative american narrative that's become uh current in across culture and i got this from james Lindsay, is 
the narrative of the underdog. So, like, American culture has elevated the underdog, the victim, the minority, to this heroic status just for existing. You're not a hero just for existing in a world that, in a, in a culture that trips all over itself to validate you. Like, I'm so sick of the, the every time June Pride Month rolls around, June Pride, it's like, oh my God, I don't need to celebrate the fact that I have sex with men at work. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Ma'am in HR? Like, I don't need to, I don't need that. What the hell? I don't know. I said that, I said that Pride starts now, or it's like earlier than fucking Christmas. You know, it starts like, Christmas starts in like August, like Pride, it doesn't end. I don't know, does it? Oh, they talk about Pride season now. I think, I think who is it? Either Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, or maybe it was Trudeau or one of the politicians, you know, super woke, non-American politicians was like, you know, Pride season, Pride season lasts all season or whatever. It's, it's like, all year. What are you I, talking about? Okay. I if know. there are fucking pride flags hanging everywhere, 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 then it happens all year round. Yeah. And now you're starting to see these backlashes, these very violent backlashes, like that woman in California here in, in uh, Lake Arrowhead who had a, pl- a pride flag out and you had some crazy lunatic, some Japanese, some, he was even white. Or he was Japanese. Uh, this young guy, he I don't know if you heard about this story. Yeah. He got he got into an argument with her about her pride flag. And, and he shot her. Into it and he, sh- he shot her in the face. Yeah. And then you have this other, you know, psycho lunatic white guy in um, Jacksonville who, uh, you know, goes and shoots up all these black people. It's, it's like, you're, oh my God. The culture wars. Well, I will say this. that uh, I'm not, no, it's no I'm not excusing anything or whatever. I'm just saying the one guy in Florida that did that had obvious, Here. obvious, obvious, obvious mental issues and was off his medication. Right. No excuse, obviously. Like, I'm not into Nazi Here's, shit, okay? Thanks. Here's my problem with it. Like, the media will just, they have eagle eyes for every single crime social transgression that white people do i mean they will oh i know latch they will latch on to like that's like with central the quote-unquote central park karen which turned out to be you know he threatened her dog but with these mysterious dog treats and they just love that story they talk about it all the time still i still still hear his own fucking show dude he fucking landed a goddamn show out of it yeah i mean i wouldn't be so angry about the media's attention about these bad white people like the killer in um, Jacksonville or the one in Buffalo, if they spent as much attention as they do on non-white people who do bad things. Like, you mean like um, the guy that a... plowed into the Christmas parade? But like, what is that? Yeah. Remember, it was the car's cl- fault? Cl- clearly, clearly an anti-white hate crime. It happened... 100%. That, that one in Waukesha, he firstly was a rapper. He had a, a, a rap video on YouTube. He literally calls himself a terrorist in it. He had anti-white postings on his social media accounts about the knockout, you know, knocking out old white people. He, com- he, he committed that crime two days after uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted. He was 30 miles away 
I mean, it was obviously Please. It, was so, it, was so, uh, it was so obviously an anti-white hate crime and every institution, including the police precinct in Waukesha, I remember I remember this vividly. The the police chief in Waukesha, like either that day or the next day, he had a press conference. He said it, it was definitely it was not. We know it's not a terrorist right. uh, attack, but we don't know the we don't know the motive. Still don't know the motive, what? right? Still don't know the motive. I don't, like you can't you can't say you can't rule out it wasn't a terrorist, especially when there's so much evidence pointing to his anti-white hatred in plain view. And it happened two days, it happened 30 miles away from um, uh, Kenosha. And uh, two days after, like, come on. And then also, there was a, there also was a, how about this? Sped up. Yeah. He aimed for people. So, what's that? Yeah, that one, that one drove me crazy. Daryl, I forget his name. Yeah, Brooks or um, something. Daryl Brooks. Uh, that would drove me crazy. There was another mass uh, killing spree, I think, in Fresno a couple of years ago. A black guy, he just went around shooting uh, white men. Yeah, I think he killed like four or five white men in Fresno. He, I'm sure, I bet you haven't heard this story uh, because it was never the, ma- the mass media just like didn't Ignores care. it. They don't care. Ignores it. They don't care. And like, you know, I hear, you know, there, there, there are two mass shootings here in Southern California, in California. There was the Asian guy who shot up all of his fellow Asians. Um, and then, like, a couple days later, another Asian guy sh- shot up, like, a food, like a farmer's market in Northern California. And those, they just get, like, there's no, there's no detailed analysis in the media about his motivations or any sort of... It's just glossed over. Like, whenever it's a non-white um, yes. perpetrator, it's just... It's glossed over and then quickly forgotten. All right, or like the trans a, shooter, that manifesto right. we'll never hear. We'll never hear because that I mean, that would go like, against the narrative. That would hurt the narrative. That would hurt it. Yeah, I mean, just that's a total. That's a perfect example. The police chief in this recent one, I guess it was in Jacksonville. He comes out and he says, you know, he read the manifesto. It was disgusting. Blah blah blah. Did the police chief in Nashville come out and do a press conference about the manifesto no. from that trans shooter? Nope. God, no. Nope. Can't have it. Nope, can't have it. It's all got to be, uh, you know, the narrative has to be maintained is white people, white people bad. Everybody else good. Everyone else good. Victim. Victim, good equals, victim equals good. If you're a victim, if you're the appropriate victim, then you have the moral high ground. I I actually identify as a victim, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's an account there's an account uh twitter it says call i think it's called call me victim and it's like uh his avatar is like a japanese warrior <laughs> it's very funny it's amazing yes i identify as that. yeah so if you would refer to me as that i would appreciate i never got to tell you about the story the times i was sexually harassed i think those are uh yeah we should, get, we should get into those have you been sexually harassed? Oh fuck yeah, many times. Of course you have. You're a woman. Of course many you times. have. See, this is this is where I this is where I this is where I'm a total centrist. Of course you're. Of course you've been sexually harassed. Many times. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on you know, that. Oh my god, that's a that's a great topic. I mean, I can tell you about the times where I've seen women being sexually harassed in public. You know, I've said this to Radfems on on Twitter many times like you don't know who you're talking to like i'm the kind of guy who 
watch who is who has eagle eyes for dangerous men harassing women. I am that guy. I've I on multiple occasions I have like lingered in a situation just to make sure that the woman was safe. Well, that's and, nice and, yet, I, and yet, according to them, I'm still you know an asshole. The complicit. I'm I'm still a, I'm still a misogynist. I'm still a complicit in the patriarchy. You know, rat femmes are just terrible people. But you know, way, I, I like the patriarchy. Whatever. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I mean. I'm not I joking, mean, by the it, way. I'm not fucking joking. Where would like we? The where the fuck well, would we be without men? Forget it. I, I have to tell you, like it was maybe it was around 2018. This thought had never occurred to me in my entire life. I must have been around 2018. I was looking around my bedroom. I was like, men built everything I see here. Men built everything, and mostly, and it was mostly white heterosexual men. They built everything. Most, most everything that you can see in society. I mean, now it's, now it's a lot of facts. Okay, not only they built everything. Engineers are mostly men for a reason. Men invent things more than women. I'm so, I'm not saying women don't invent things. I'm just saying, what what the fuck? Where would we be without the patriarchy? Are you fucking kidding I, me? No. I know. I, 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 like, this thought had never occurred to me. I was like, how come this thought in all... And I was in my mid-40s. I was like, how come this thought had never occurred to me that everything I'm looking at, everything I'm... Every, every protection, every safety in this structure, the, the hot water, the electricity, all this, virtually, was developed and built by heterosexual white males all across the country i'm sorry do you see a lot of women minors in those old pictures i don't i don't remember seeing any women minors sorry okay you know what you don't see are you fucking telling me if there was no men that there would be women on oil rigs shut the fuck up i know so and like i thought like how come i've never had this thought in my entire i've been in you know i've been in rooms and buildings my entire life this thought has never occurred to me until my mid-40s why because it's not it's never said never spoken it's just taken for i don't think there's no grievance to i don't think feminists have no grievances whatsoever so i sort of you know i you know i give them some credit for some of their grievances i don't see them really having grievances anymore any no today no they they, you know okay because they are fucking rallying against shit that has been solved years ago yeah i mean the only thing i would say about i mean my sister She's anti-woke. However, she is hyper-vigilant against male danger. And I get it. Like, I, you know, I was running the other day, and I was running along, like, one of the tributaries uh, for, for the Los Angeles River. It's like a concrete, uh, you know, tributary that where the, the water trickles down from the mountains and it's filled with trash and blah, blah, blah. And there's... so yeah, But there's also a lot of homeless people who, like, camp out there. And I was, I was riding by these homeless encampments that are, you know, away from the road and away from people, away from people. You know, it's, it's, I'll show you pictures. I'll have to take pictures and I'll show you. But like, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I were a woman, I would probably have a much different, I wouldn't be as bold exploring these, these different corners of the valley where men lurk, especially men who 
are more aggressive. You know, they, you know, I see them. You know, I see them clustered together outside, often, on my street. You know, just you see them everywhere, and there's they sort of gather near this field on my street. Several months ago, I was on a bike ride, and I was on a bike path, and I passed this couple. And she was yelling at the guy to leave her alone. And he was following her. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I had to stop the bike and I paused and I just pretended like I was resting. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, he wasn't gonna do anything to her. Yeah, men are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) So so, so women. (laughs) Oh God, oh, they're the worst. (laughs) People are the worst. Oh, they just so are. They're the worst. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's a nice yeah. way to end this, don't you? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, so you All know right, well, I'm probably going to fucking bust your balls tomorrow, too. Oh, well, I'm on the phone, or are you going to yeah. text me? both. Okay, yeah. All right, fine. You know, you can hear me. Like, I tend to stumble, and I tend to be a little scatterbrained. I'm not the best speaker. Well, oh, if you oh, yes, oh, this... yes. And I, and I am. That's why I have this highly <laughs> successful podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, it's very niche. It'll be very niche. It'll yes. be, you know, for a very niche taste. Yes. I mean, I have no idea. Do you have any idea who your fan base is? Yeah. The, the, yeah. What's the gender breakdown? Um, it is mostly women, and it's pretty much it's pretty much like late millennial Gen X and a little bit above. So yeah, it's good. And they're all they're gender. Do you know they're political? They're, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know they're politi- I don't know they're political, but I do know that, and I get like a nice um, international listen too. Oh, interesting. Mostly right. United so States, of course, but I get a lot of England and I have um, a lot of Australian people that listen. Not not a lot because obviously I don't have like a few, but yes, it, I do, yeah, it's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I did. Podcast right. potpourri. I love it. Wow. What a way to start off season two with a cutting edge and revolutionary episode where we learned everything we needed to know in the last few minutes, and that is that people are the worst. Self-included, of course. I want to give a huge thank you to Rib and to you, my bespoke audience. You know I love you. You know you are the wind beneath my wings, and you make this silly little podcast worth it. I hope you all will join me next time for chatting tonight. Gotta rehearse my song. <laughs> Whoa, what the do 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 That's kind of pretty before we get started, ain't it? Oh, Froggy went to Gordon, he did ride Crambo. Froggy went to Gordon, he did ride Crambo. Froggy went to Gordon, he did ride a sword and a pen and a revolver by his side. Crambo. Crambo killed la 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 that's a hard part right in there, and then that's you. Crambo killed a lyro, flop a doodle yellow bug, two lot of ditty, cover up top bottom and crambo. Alioli! And the yodel goes right in there somewhere, but it's a little too high for me. Ooh, where will the wedding supper be? 
Cramble, flop-a-doodle-yellow-bug, toodle-lop-a-doodle-yellow-bug, 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 toodle-lop-a-doodle-yellow-bug